Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Freedom Talks. This is your host, Brady. And today, it is a pleasure to have on Anne-Marie Strelo-Wiglos. Did I say that right? Wilgos. Wilgos. All right. She's an yeah. accomplished triathlon athlete and a physical therapist at the Freighter Medical System. She captured the Women's Olympic Distance National title at the 2021 Toyota USA Triathlon Age Group National Championships, time of 2 hours, 7 minutes, and 58 seconds. Uh, Anne-Marie, how are you doing? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. So uh, I was really excited to have you on today uh, just because you are such an accomplished athlete and we wanted to talk a little bit about your training um, and what it's kind of taken you to get to this point in your career as an athlete uh, and possibly how being a physical therapist has kind of helped you along the way or influenced you or... Um, kind of how that has fit into you also doing the the triathlons. So let's just start getting a little bit of a background in you. How long have you been a physical therapist? How long have you been training um, for triathlons, being a, a distance athlete? Yeah, um, I've been a physical therapist for five years. I um, went to the University of St. Thomas for my undergrad and studied exercise science there. And then after that, I went up north there to Duluth, Minnesota to St. Scholastica for my doctorate in physical therapy. Um, and I've, I started at Freighter and I've been at Freighter for the last five years. Um, I work in an outpatient orthopedic clinic, um, but within the hospital. So um, that being said, we, we serve quite a, um, an underserved population within um, the city of Milwaukee, um, seeing mostly trauma patients, but also your typical orthopedic patients with um, knee pain, back pain, post-op patients, things like that. Um, and then in terms of triathlon, um, I've only been in triathlon for about the past four years because we're going to take the COVID year out of that. Okay. So, um yeah, I started triathlon when I, uh, about a year after I moved home from graduate school. And, um, and that was simply because I was training for the Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon. And at the time I, um, was being coached by the coach I have currently Heather Haviland, and we were working through a training block and I hurt my Achilles tendon and she had, uh, suggested that I go aqua jog at, our um, local pool, Hoyt Park Pool in, in Wauwatosa. And um, when I got there, it was just inundated with Ironman and elite swimmers. And I was there trying to aqua jog. And I told her, I'm not aqua jogging around all these swimmers. I need to swim. And so from there, um, started swimming, watching some YouTube videos. She gave me a swim lesson. Um, and I've really been hooked on triathlon since. Okay. And so what, uh, what events in college did you originally run just to, to back up a little bit? Yeah. Um, I actually played college soccer. So oh, University of St. Thomas. Yeah. At the time was, uh, division three. Now it's division one. Um, but I played college soccer. I played soccer my whole life. That was pretty much my sport. So, yeah, 
Um, and then after that, when I moved up to Duluth for graduate school, um, started running because I, I didn't really have anything else to do. And frankly, in Duluth, all you do there is you can fat tire bike, you can hike, you can trail run, or you can drink beer. <laughs> so I really got into running and trail running. And, and that's when I decided to actually do their grandma's marathon. Um, they have a pretty famous marathon up there called grandma's. And uh, I told myself if I run that and qualify for Boston, I'll run Boston and never do it again. And I, I ran Boston and that was an incredible experience. And like I said, I thought I'd never do another marathon, but I moved back home and started training for another one. <laughs> so obviously at playing college soccer, you're pretty athletic. Did that really translate easily into the marathon running or how much did your training have to change when you started looking at, okay, I'm really going to tackle this marathon and obviously did pretty well if you qualified for Boston. Yeah. Um, training's a lot different. I mean, I, I, I was a midfielder, so, um, we do a lot of running, running out of a position. Um, but, uh, running is a totally different, totally different ball game um so I started with just like 5ks then 10ks built up to a half marathon um and then just was running more in general when I was up in Duluth so I mean it certainly helped to have a soccer background um you I mean I had you built up like a little bit of of grit if you will when the running gets hard um used to that just growing up playing a lot of soccer and training things like that um so I had that underneath underneath my belt um but other than that it's it's just a build building up your aerobic capacity building up um your ability to really tolerate the load that that running has and then um when you made the transition uh you obviously said you're surrounded by triathletes and um, those that are participating in those Ironmans, which are just grueling. Um, you And then you you have the passion for that. So then did you just, once you figured out how to do it, it or that you wanted to do it, um, I guess what were the, the tools that you used to then transition your training again uh, to obviously got to get in the pool, obviously got to get on the bike, but um, – like, did, did you hire somebody to help you out or did you just kind of do a little research and ask around and see what you needed to do in order to uh, train for that, you know, those two new events and the, the swimming and the biking? Yeah, so I was already coaching with Heather because she was just coaching me and uh, running and how to build up and race the marathon. She's a pro, she was a pro triathlete herself, so she has a, quite a bit of experience um, in, tr in the world of triathlon, so I knew I was in really good hands there. And in terms of the cycling, um, my dad really influenced me um, in terms of getting on the bike um, because he's a road cyclist himself. He has quite the passion for riding his bike. So when I, when I moved back from graduate school, I was riding a little bit with him just casually um, but he really got me into that. And so kind of putting all the pieces together with, um, you know, having a, 
um, a soccer background and being active, starting running, having the influence of Heather and my dad. And um, that's kind of how I tapped into triathlon. So I guess for people that don't really understand what it takes at all, and, and I don't understand either what it takes uh, in terms of the training, um, can you kind of like walk, you know, take someone who doesn't really know anything about any of these distance uh, or these um, these sports and break down like how far out when you say, okay, I have this race date set, um, how am I going to attack training um, and how long, like, what do you, what do your training periods look like? Is it over the course of a year? Is it over the course of six months? Obviously you're always doing something, but like, what does the ramp up really look like? Sure. So if we take, um, the full Ironman, that is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then a full marathon. So 26.2 mile run to finish. <clears throat> um, so for the the full Ironman, um, it's, it is a slow ramp up into what becomes a, quite a large training block. Um, I'll give the example of Ironman Wisconsin. So that's what I um, competed in September 12th of this year. Um, so what that would look like is getting into spring, starting to train a little bit, um, trying to swim, bike, and run, um, nothing very specific, but just trying to get the wheels going. Um, and then doing a half Ironman early summer, um, like June or July to kind of see where you're at, um, in terms of your fitness, um, and, it's also a really good fitness bump in terms of um, building up the swim and the bike and the run. And then um, leading into then like July, um, August, more specific in terms of what your goals are for what would be like your race pace. Um, so more specific training, um, doing quite a few hundred mile rides, doing quite a few longer runs. Um, so if I were to like generalize it a little bit, so you're at least getting over uh, full, like 16 weeks, you're getting in like 10 pretty long runs that range from like 10 miles to 20 miles, but nothing more than like two and a half hours of running. And then I would say I did probably four to five hundred mile uh rides and within the four to five probably two of those were uh over um a hundred so more like a hundred and twelve the actual distance of the Ironman and those can those can take um five six hours so it is quite a time commitment um I would say the, the two months leading up to the race. So that being um, like July and August are, are pretty heavy in terms of training volume for an Ironman um, where the weekends are really spent on long rides, long runs, and just as important really getting recovery in. So um, if anything, cold 
COVID played a, a great role in, in uh, training because we couldn't really do too much or see too many people. And so um, it was easier to get the training in and, and then recover because I, I must admit you can't do um, what, what would be called like a brick workout. So let's say a hundred mile ride followed by an eight mile run and then, you know, go to Summerfest or something like that. I mean, you'd really ruin the, the fitness gains that you made because you're not um, recovering well. Um, so it is quite a time, time commitment. It's, um, it, it's, it's no joke of a sport. I'll say that. No, it doesn't sound like that at all. Um, so you, you mentioned recovery a little bit in there and, um, you know, obviously I assume, you know, you've got to have an excellent sleep schedule. Um, you know, your, your nutrition's probably got to be on track and obviously I, I don't know how much of an advantage it's been, but you know, you being a physical therapist, uh, like knowing I, at least some process on how to recover Proper. and knowing some of the science behind all of that is, has got to be nice. Um, you know, what, what do you think as a physical therapist that has, has that given you a leg up you think, or just, um, just at least you're able to understand everything that maybe your coach is telling you to do. Yeah, I think I understand it. Um, I, I would say I understand it a little bit better than someone that doesn't have a a physical therapy background or like sports medicine, exercise science background, um, because I know the science. Um, but I will say it also helps to have had um, such a such an elite soccer background because I know that um, you know growing up and, and playing a lot of tournaments and playing a lot of games and traveling for soccer, I knew that recovery was. Um, very important at that time. So this is really no different um, in terms of recovery. So I would say, yeah, it definitely helps. Um, I understand my body maybe better than somebody that, you know, isn't in the, the healthcare field. Sure. So as you progress through your training blocks, in, in each of the blocks, does the nutrition change at all from one block to the next, or as you get closer to the race, or, you know, is there like a a phase where you need to eat more or eat less or anything like that? Um, yeah, I would definitely say, um, like in the, if we take the Ironman example again in the spring, um, when it's a little bit lighter and not as specific train, uh, the nutrition is definitely important. Um, but not as important as it is when, um, I was in the summer months really trying to recover, as quickly as I could. Um, and it, and because the volume was so much more, I was honestly eating so much more. So during the summer months, um, it was pre be pretty typical for me to have, um, like a majority of my calories, I would say over half of my calories be protein. And I'd have, um, really around like 3000 calories a day. Um, and that, that was probably during the, the heaviest of my volume. Um, but I would say overall nutrition plays a huge role in, in the sport of triathlon. And I like to say it's really the fourth discipline, because if your nutrition isn't on, on point, um, 
it's it's really hard to to perform and um, to dial in your specific training, um, and it it can really lead to injury if you don't um, have your nutrition right. Um, so I do I do have a nutrition coach. Um, she her name's Dina Griffin. She's out of Colorado, and she has really helped um, help me reach my goals within the sport of, sport of triathlon because she's helped me understand you know, what I need to eat, when I need to eat. Um, and that's both out of outside of training, but also while I'm on the bike or between a uh, bike run or something like that. Okay. So you had, um, I, I want to kind of, you've been giving examples over the, uh, the Ironman races, uh, over those, that's the longest race, correct? That you do? Ironman, yes, the full Ironman, that's the longest race in triathlon. And so the, the, the national title that you just won was a, considered a sprint, is that is that correct? Um, no, the race that was in Milwaukee, um, there was an Olympic distance on one day and a sprint distance on the next day, and I okay. won the Olympic distance, which was um, on Saturday. Okay, mm-hmm. and what is the what is the sprint compared to the Olympic distance? Just so I'm understanding correctly. Yeah. Um, so the sprint, they can actually, um, range from quite a few different, um, distances. So it might be like 750 meter swim and then a 20 K bike and then, um, a 5k run. Okay. And then the Olympic distance is typically um, fifteen hundred meter swim and a forty k bike. Okay. Um, and so it goes sprint, Olympic, half Ironman, full Ironman. Okay. And so, uh, what by by winning the national title in, in the Olympic group, does that qualify you for anything or? Um, does that just mean you, you know, you're the best at the, in the U S at that time? It doesn't qualify me for anything. Um, some men and women that do win the national title will, um, go pro and, um, take their pro card for then the next season. Um, so that's one thing that you can do when you win. Um, or you just com- continue to compete in, um, age group okay. with age groupers. Yeah. And then, so it does just cause it has like a lot of people will question like, Oh, because it's Olympic. Does that mean you like you get to go to the Olympics? It has no connection with the Olympics. You could, um, continue to race at a very elite level and then, um, go to the world championships. Um, and then, you may um, get a chance to go to the Olympics. So there's quite a few more steps. So you, it could lead into that. Okay. Um, but it's not like just because you won doesn't mean, you know, going to the Olympics for triathlon by any means. Sure. And then, um, so then uh, with the Ironman being the longest, I assume that's the hardest one to train for then. I'm not overthinking that. I I would say it is. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, it's a lot of volume. Um it's quite a long distance. Um, I would say it's, it's very hard, but, um, 
the Olympic distance is also really challenging because it, it's that middle ground where, you know, it's not a full sprint, but it's not something you could just grind out for an hour, like a half Ironman where you're just, you can hold a steady state. You're still pushing hard. So Olympic distance is, is quite challenging in itself. And is, does the training vary widely for, for those two different ones? Like, I mean, it's still not a short distance by any mean, but means, but you know, obviously in track, like you're training, if you're training for the 200, that's grossly different than training for the mile. Is it, does it kind of vary like that in, in these, when they, we get past these like distance thresholds where you're still going multiple, multiple miles in each of the events kind of thing? Yeah, they definitely, they, they definitely vary. Um, you know, if you just look at the running, for example, with the sprint is a 5k with the Olympic is a 10k with the half Ironman is a half marathon and then full is a full. So uh, yeah, I mean, you really train for each very, very different. Sure. Okay. Um, and then the, the pinnacle of the Ironman events is the, the race in Hawaii, correct? Yes. So the world championships, for the full are held in Kona, Hawaii. And uh, what does it take to qualify for one of one of those events? Um, you have to win your age group at a full Ironman race. Okay. Um, and that will give you a slot to um, then go to Kona. And you have to um, take your slot at that race during the slot allocation ceremony and if you're not there to claim your slot they just roll it down right away so it's a very serious process gotcha um and is that something that you have your eyes set on or you have you have you been there at all or have you gotten to to that point um well this uh iron man that i did in september iron man wisconsin i actually won the entire race okay um for female and so that also allowed me to uh win my age group and therefore yes i did qualify for kona and i will be going i'm very excited about it congratulations that's awesome thank you Uh, but that that's that's amazing Uh, you've got to be very happy with that i would imagine oh my gosh yes i'm absolutely thrilled it was it was my goal for the for the race and i was just so thrilled Uh, absolutely overjoyed so have you suffered any like major setbacks during race, during any of this, like, uh, any major injuries that you've had to, to kind of fight through or anything like that? Um, yeah, I would say I had my fair share. Um, like I mentioned, I, I started a triathlon because of an Achilles injury. Um, and then I've had some issues with my knee. I've had some issues with my hips. Um, so yeah, I've had my fair share. Um, you know, you go through a lot with the sport in terms of swimming, biking and running and also lifting. And so, um, you know, like I was talking about recovery before, if, if you don't recover well, if you don't eat well, if you don't sleep well, if all the pieces of the puzzle aren't aligned, um, you're bound to have some type of injury because it's really hard for our body to go through all of that 
So, so I mean, some of the things that I think we run into, I'm not a physical therapist, but you know, I, I'm around the clinic quite a bit and, um, we see a few patients that come in that are distance runners now nowhere close to like the, the same level you are obviously. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of the therapists, uh, when they see some of these like avid runners or cyclists or swimmers that come in with these injuries, um, and they're not used to like do having a normal routine where they're lifting weights or doing strength training, um, how they're always surprised at like the recommendations they make to help them get back to where they are by doing some of that strength training. How big is like strength training and doing things that aren't just like the running, biking, swimming are part of your, uh, like routine. That's very important. Um, so for example, in this off season, I'm lifting, uh, four days a week and I'll continue to lift four days a week, probably until, um, I would say mid late spring, uh, probably mid spring. And then when I start to get closer to races, then I'll decrease the lifting. And then even during the season, I'll still lift like one to two days a week. Um, it's important to challenge the body in, in different ways, um, to challenge it with load and resistance. Um, and that's, that's honestly how you prevent injury. So although it may seem surprising to many patients, um, to do these types of things, it's, it's really what's going to help sustain them in the long run. Just curious, what does your, what does your strength training protocols kind of look like? If you can kind of give like a quick summary of that. Sure. Um, it's typically, um, about 10 minutes of mobility work. So a lot of what you would see in a PT clinic, um, that being like hip mobility, um, thoracic mobility. So like moving your upper body, um, trying to get things a little bit loose and ready to lift. And then it's about 20 minutes of different types of push pulls and abs. Um, so that'd be saying like, a deadlift, um, and I'll superset it with like a chest press. And then I'll do something like a rear elevated single leg squats and then, um, do chin-ups and then I'll do, um, something specific to swim with bands. Um, and then I'll finish it off with some abdominal work. So, um, what I mean by push pull is if you notice with any of with all of those exercises, you're either doing a push or you're doing a pull. Um, and then I do a little bit of specific for swim, um, and then abdominal work. So you really, you're getting the total body, but you're doing it in a very short amount of time, very specific. All right. So is, is there anything that I'm, that I missed that you think people would find um, like super? Yeah, super I would say, Sure. I would say um, one of the best things about triathlon is that people of all different ages um, can participate. Um, A a really cool thing that USA Triathlon does and Ironman does is they incorporate the young kids at at the beginning of race weekends and they'll do an iron kids race or they'll do a kids race. Um, And then on the other end of it, uh, one really neat thing about nationals this year was there were 
quite a few people that were over the age of 70 crossing the finish line. So when it comes to triathlon and the triathlon community, um, there's so much support and so much energy that, that really, um, it, it's a great thing to see that people are able to accomplish their goals, their dreams that they want to with the support of this type of community. That, that is, uh, you mentioned that community. I wanted to ask you, do you, are you part of any of these like racing groups? I'm a part of, uh, Velocity and Velocity okay. is, um, and a software app, um, for indoor cycling. Um, okay. and it's readily available to many people through vision quest. Um, vision quest is a, a coaching company out of Illinois and, um, and they, they have many coaches there that coach just running, just triathlon or cycling or a little bit of everything. Um, and, um, so I'm, I am affiliated with them. And does velocity help you like cover race costs or anything like that? Or is that pretty much all still out of your own pocket or do you have any sponsors that help you with that at all? Um, they are, they're a group that I'm affiliated with. Um, so that like, it's a community of triathletes and, and cyclists and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And if I didn't miss anything, that was, that was great. Thanks for, um, coming on and, um, I guess filling us in and kind of giving us, uh, the background into like what it takes from a very, very high level athlete and congratulations on, um, getting to Kona and, uh, we wish you luck in training for that event. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It was fun. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, providing exceptional one-to-one hands-on care to the greater Milwaukee area for over 25 years. Our physical and occupational therapists prepare custom plans for your condition to relieve pain and improve performance. Allow us to help you enjoy more freedom at freedompt.com.